Welcome to the Multifamily Growth Cast. My name is Tyler Devereaux. This is Drip. I think we're on Drip number four now, which means we're just still just waxing poetic week after week, and I'm freaking loving it. So thank you for joining along. I'm going to warn you up front, this one's going to be a little bit longer of a drip because we're going to go into the six economic factors to consider when choosing a market. And I'm going to get pretty nitty-gritty and granular with y'all. So we're going to dive in. Okay, last week, remember, we chose, or I showed you how to, how to do the research to find seven to 10 markets to do some research in on, right? To choose seven to 10 markets. Well, and to, as a quick review, that was your current city. That was uh, cities within a one to three hour drive. That was cities that you're semi-familiar with. And then also cities that you're interested in looking into. Today though, we're gonna talk about how to actually evaluate those markets, right? How to do the research to determine which one we're gonna choose. And my friends today, you're gonna understand the economic factors to look at so you can actually choose and make a decision. So pull out your push pause, okay? Pull out pen, paper, take some notes, put your seatbelt on. Let's dive in, okay? There are six economic factors that we're going to be looking for. So unemployment is one. Population trends is another. Population age is, is number three. Job diversity is number four. Supply and demand is number five, and then number six is landlord versus tenant-friendly states. I'm going to show you what we're looking for and how to do that research. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be able to get through all of them today, okay? But if we don't, we'll cover it on the next trip, but I think we should be good. Okay, on another note, I'll say this. You're going to want to pull these stats for the previous five years to fully understand the trends. Uh, I also like to do other things even that I mentioned last week, things like call the Economic De- uh, Development Committee, uh, talk to team members and listing brokers and property managers, those kind of people to help get some information. And the goal is twofold, okay? It is to determine what the trends are and then also what is driving those trends. Why are those trends in place? What's happening, okay? So let's dive into number one, employment. Tenants need a job in order to pay rent, right? It's absolutely critical. So jobs increase the demand for housing. So not only does it increase our demand for housing, it also gives them money to be able to pay their rent, which is also important. So what we're gonna do, we wanna calculate the unemployment change for a five-year span. That data can be found by, this is where you're gonna wanna take some notes here, okay? It can be found by Googling the target city for unemployment rates. So you can literally just Google, for example, Columbia, South Carolina, unemployment rates. If you do that, you're gonna see a bunch of results. One of those results is, gonna, is going to be from the bls.gov website. That's the one you want to click on. When you click on that, you're going to see down the, down the line there, you're going to see a line item that says unemployment rate. Okay, unemployment rate data. Right to the right of there, there's going to be a graph icon that you want to click on. It's going to be in the, located in the first box. It's usually you know, green with a squiggly graph line. And once you click on that, uh, it'll pull up another page and you want to change the output to the previous five years. Uh, for example, it'd be you know, 2016 to 2021. And then you're going to click a little box that says include annual averages. Once you click go, it's going to pull the data for you. Okay. What you're going to do from there is you're going to grab the annual averages for each year. And then you're going to dissect the data. You know, is the unemployment rate trending up or down? What is the you know, unemployment rate change over the span of five years? How about the last two years? If it's, so what we're looking for, right? A decreasing unemployment rate, that's ideal. A lower stagnant unemployment rate, that's acceptable. 
but a high or increasing unemployment rate, obviously not ideal. Okay, so number two is going to be population. People are our customers. They're our customers. So an increasing population is critical. And once again, we're going to be looking at the past five years of data. So we're, what, we're, what we're going to do, we're going to check the population for two areas, okay, for the target city and also the uh, MSA, that stands for Metropolitan Statistical Area. You want to check both of those areas for the population growth. So both the city and the MSA data can be found on the census.gov website. There's a couple other resources for you as well. Census.gov is it's a cluster to uh, filter through some of that data, but it's very, very good data. So that's where I'm going to direct you to most of the time. But what you'll do is you'll go to the census.gov website. Uh, city data is what you'll look for, which is the annual population estimates. Uh, that's where that data will be found. And then the MSA data, you're looking for the annual estimate of resident population data table. So how I usually do it, though, I'll usually Google the city name. So I'll usually Google, for example, Columbia, South Carolina, population change. And then I'm going to look for the census link. I'll give you the other ones that I like to use, too, which is World Population Review. Their website's very, very good. And then data.io, their link will have great data, too. And I'll give you, like, for an example, okay, if you were to pull that data right now for Columbia, South Carolina, the city has, de and this is why it's so important to pull data for both, the city population has decreased by 2.6% in population since 2016. But the Columbia MSA has increased by, uh, I think, like 4.25% since 2016. So more growth is happening right in the suburb areas outside of downtown. That's still great growth. That's where we buy most of our properties. So it's important for you to look at both sides. Okay, number three is population age. Different age groups are attracted to different apartment types. So somebody in their 20s. Uh, you know, is going to look for something different than somebody with a small family or somebody that is approaching retirement, right? So all of those individuals will have different needs. Now, the increase or decrease of people in a specified age range, that what that will do for us, that will dictate the property types, uh, you know, with the most amount of demand. So an increasing population of 25 to 34-year-olds, for an example, they're going to be looking for luxury apartments with some nicer amenities. You know, increasing retirement age. Well, those individuals are going to be, you know, looking for assisted living facilities, um, which means those, you know, assisted uh, living facilities will be in higher demand. So that information can be found by Googling the city name, uh, demographics, and housing estimates. And once again, you can grab it off the census website or the data.io website. Okay, number four is job diversity. Can I stop for a second? Because I know that I'm just freaking lamb blasting y'all with some information right now. And I know that you're trying to take notes as fast as you possibly can. God bless you. I know that you're going to have to pause. That's the beauty of a podcast. You're going to have to go maybe go through and repeat. But if you do, I'm going to tell you right now that you'll be able to grab some great data uh, with what we're going through. So number four is job diversity. Uh, we've all heard the, the, you know, the phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That applies to your individual investment portfolio, uh, which is why I'm not a fan of the stock market or other single-family rentals. Uh, it's like putting all your eggs in one basket. Uh, that also applies to the economy. You know, another reason that I'm not a fan of single-family is it's typically limited to your current city only and only over a couple, you know, a couple properties because of how we buy those. So in other words, job diversity, that helps the economy just like it protects an investor's portfolio. Maui, for example, I live on the beautiful island of Maui, and as I'm recording this, it is 2021. 
And if you know anything about 2020, the previous year, we got hit by the coronavirus, right? The whole world did, a pandemic. But now we got hit extremely hard. You want to know why? Because 35% of their employment base is in the service industry. So that's why they got hit so hard, because when the service industry gets wiped out through COVID, because hotels can't be in, in business, man, everyone uh, was struggling on the island. It was a very, very sad thing to see. So what we're looking for when we're looking for investment markets, we're looking for markets that, that where no single industry employs more than 25% of the population. 20% is even better. Typically, we look to, to target 20%. Markets that have 20%. Or markets where no employer uh, or industry has more than 20%. There we go. And I'll say this. A lot of markets that you research will have an industry that makes up 25% of the market. That's not a deal breaker, y'all. It's not a deal breaker. But you're, you're, you're going to need to, to have a lot of trust in that job sector. Okay, so if there, is, if, if there is an industry, here's your workaround. If there is an industry that is more dominant in whatever city that you're uh, looking at, what I want you to do is analyze the top employers and businesses in that area. So determine if those jobs are provided by one or two companies or spread across a whole bunch of different companies, which once again will mitigate your risk. Maui is an example. Maui, four of the top five um, employers are hotel chains. And it's really underneath the same umbrella. So once again, that's why the island struggled through the pandemic, right? So we want some diversity within our job growth. Uh, and within the job market. Number five is supply and demand. Okay? Economics 101. If you understand the supply and the demand, then you'll be able to determine the overall strength of the apartment market. Write this down too. There's, three, there's really three factors that you're going to want to look into. Uh, one is the five-year rental uh, vacancy rates. Number two is the five-year median rental rates. And then number three is the year-over-year -year change in building permits for commercial properties. Anything that is five or more units is considered a commercial property. The ideal situation here is low or decreasing vacancy rates with increasing median rates, uh, median rents, sorry. But a huge red flag, because you can't, like you're not gonna tell a huge, you can't tell too much from that data alone, but I'm gonna tell you a huge red flag that you're gonna wanna look for. If you see an increased number of permits, and an increase in vacancy rate at the same time, uh, that is a huge red flag for you because what's gonna happen is median rents are going to stagnate or drop at that point, which we don't want because these apartments, once again, are determined that the value of those are determined by the income. We wanna be able to go in and force the appreciation on the, that property and have that demand there to be able to do so. All those stats that we just talked about can be found on the census website as well. Number six, Okay, the last bullet point here is landlord versus tenant-friendly states. So here's some important factors for you to consider, okay? How quickly will, be able, will you be able to evict um, a tenant if they're in violation of their lease? Or really, really you want to look into the eviction process in general, you know, the grace period that a tenant has to pay their rent. How much time do you have to give to notify a tenant before you can entry or, uh, you know, have entry, enter into their apartment? Uh, security deposit return process. What is that? What are the security deposit limits? Which party is typically favored in court proceedings? All those things, y'all, are gold for you to look into when trying to determine rent-friendly versus landlord-friendly. In short, we need to know how much control we're going to have over our business. It's very, very important. 
I'm going to give you one more actually, because I'm feeling generous. Okay. Here's one more check for upcoming construction. You know, are there new offices, retail centers, anything else scheduled for a construction? If so, that means new jobs. These individuals that are building those, those are individuals who will need jobs and those individuals will also need housing. So that's a beautiful thing. That's, you know, something that you can look into to, uh, you know, drive the demand up there as well and get into a market early. Some actionable items from the call. I know that that was a lot, y'all. I know that for sure. Uh, Jackson and Dallas tell me I have to keep it under a certain time frame. I don't even know what my time frame is at this point because I've just been, I've just been, uh, yeah, going through it. But if I'm over Jackson, Dallas, I apologize. Goodness gracious. Jackson's giving me the thumbs up in the other room. He tells me I'm doing okay time-wise. <laughs> but your actionable items. I want to make sure you have actionable items on every single one of these drips. So here's your actionable items. I want you to create an Excel spreadsheet to track the data that we just outlined. So you're going to create an Excel spreadsheet that has all the different markets you're going to research with all the data points that I just walked you through. Hey, Jackson, is it okay if we, can we just create an Excel spreadsheet for them and put that in the show notes for them to download? I missed you. What was that last I told them that they need to create an Excel spreadsheet. This is literally on the fly right now. Jackson has no idea what I'm talking about. He hasn't even, get in here, bro. Get in. Okay, what are we doing? We need to create an Excel spreadsheet for them to track their data points on these different markets. Can we put, can we create that and put that in the show notes? So they don't have to take the time to do that. Yeah, we can put something together for sure. Do you see how I just peer pressure Jackson into awesome doing that? peer pressure. That's the opportunity to serve others. Got value creation, Value bro. creation. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we'll create it. I'll give you those data points. Perfect. And then we'll put it in the show notes for you all to download. Value creation, man. I love it. Okay, so you're going to download the Excel spreadsheet that we're going to give you with all the different markets. You'll plug in the market data and the different markets. And then after you've logged the data for each market, uh, you want to analyze and compare to then determine the top one to two markets uh, that you're going to start building teams in. One thing that I wanna note though, okay, all those factors that we went through, they're not equally important. So here, write this down too. They're not equally important. The most important, okay, the most important. So if I give you three tiers here, the most important tier are supply and demand, and as well as your job diversity. That is your most important factors, okay? Supply and demand and job diversity. The next tier, if you you know, if we're gonna do go that direction, would be po- of, of, of layer of importance would be population and unemployment, and then the last tier of importance would be population age, and then the you know the miscellaneous items I went through like construction you know that is scheduled for completion, and then also um, landlord renter friendly states. Once you've plugged all that data in, and you've compared and and, uh, analyzed all the different data points, the last thing that you need to do, your last actionable is to make a decision. Y'all make a decision. If you are stuck, it's because you're not making hard decisions. We want to make sure that we are continually making hard decisions in our life. People struggle to make a choice because they think it's finite, right? But in reality, in reality, choice precedes progress. We have to make a choice in order to progress. The purpose of the growth cast is growth, my friends. So with that reminder, if you ever feel, if we ever feel, myself included, like we're not living up to our potential, it's because we're not creating. The best thing that we can do with our lives is to create, good or bad, because we can always pivot from there. 
So go make hard decisions, create, choose a market, build your teams. And on the next drip, I'll walk you through the next steps that you need to take to help you build those teams. Once again, this progressional flow that we're going through. Y'all, I hope that you found some value in today's drip. Here's going to be my favorite ask, Kate. I'm shooting from the hip right now. I have some pretty good ideas of what the struggles are, what the questions we see through our coaching program, which is why I've been focusing on choosing a market, building your teams, that kind of stuff. But I want to hear from y'all. So I want you to certainly rate, review, subscribe, share. That's awesome. But I also meant send us a message. Send us a message. Let us know what you want me to hear or what you want uh, me to talk about, what you need to hear. Um, Whether that be mindset or whether that be multifamily principles, man, I want to know that when I'm coming on here to do these drips, I want to make sure that it is as value as possible to all of y'all who are listening to these drips on a daily, weekly basis. That is what Aloha Friday is all about, y'all, is to go out there and to create value, to drive momentum into the weekends, and to make sure that we're living our best lives at all all moments. So if you'll do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, As for anything else, we'll talk about it on the next trip. Have a great weekend, my friends. Aloha. Oh, 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 oh,